3: grind with us right here on the Sports Grid Network Sirius XM channel 159. This is the early line Donnie, right side, Joe Ranieri, and you know the drill. Over the next two hours, we got you covered hitting all of the hottest topics during the holiday season. Joe Ranieri, it's the holiday season. Ho, ho, ho.
4: Yes, it is. Ho, ho, ho to you there, uh, Donnie. And uh, what a week it is. I mean, usually we're just talking NBA on uh, Christmas, but we have
3: so much more than that this weekend, don't we? I mean, presents all over the place. James Young will join us a little bit later in the show to talk some Mm -hmm. college hoop action, but also presents are being given out by Santa Claus. Could be Steve Cohen. How about this one? Ooh. Carlos Correa, 12 years, $315 million with the Giants? No, sir. It's with the New York Mets. What a way to start our 7-7 seven and seven breakdown here, Joe Ranieri. Yeah, well, Mets fans woken up this morning going, what in the hell just
4: happened? Uh, we were doing, uh, we were on In Game Live late last night, and Man. there was a lot swirling, and we're going, so what's wrong with them? Like, you don't just cancel the introduction Unless there's gotta be something really, really wrong and then, you know, five hours later we wake up and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, he's a Met. All right, well, there you go. That was quick, way to go. Less money though, Donnie, less money.
3: Yeah, imagine taking a little bit of a discount there on a few hundred million dollar contract, which is amazing. (laughs) There's a lot of, and Joe, there's a lot of ramifications (laughs) here in Major League Baseball where one team has a payroll of like 400 million, one has it at like $40 million. There are big Mm. discrepancies here, but the Mets said we're going to spend, and they were serious about spending. Now, let's relay it over here. Talk about some spending in the NBA, just like the housing market over the past couple years. Doesn't matter what condition your franchise is in, you are doubling your money. Ishbia buys the Suns for $4 billion. My goodness. Money around Chris. Does everybody have money laying around at Christmas time, Joe?
4: You know, I was fully anticipating uh, Donnie rightside side uh, being announced That's at, true. At, uh, at that Minority meeting. Minority owner. Like, you know, him and Walsh went in. They came up yeah. with, uh, with 20%. And everybody's happy here. But... Uh, it's an interesting background with him. Uh, mortgage lender went to Michigan State. Was part of the uh, the 2000 Michigan State um, national championship team with Izzo. Uh, so he is. He's got a basketball background, certainly as a as a big time college player there. I mean, it was a walk on, but at least he's got some basketball uh, background. So uh, it's interesting ownership
3: group here moving forward. Looking forward to seeing how that works out. And by the way, Adam Silver, I mean, he has to absolutely love this, by the way, because you're, yeah. you're taking a look at, you know, one of the headaches that you were going to have where you never want the players to be upset with their ownership because it seemed like we were even going down a path where it was like, hey, we're not going to play for this owner. So getting them out of the way and also amazing, right? You, you sell a sort of a cloud of investigation and basically make billions of dollars on the resale of your team, which you were quote-unquote being forced out of. So amazing stuff in the NBA, but $4 billion, who knows? What's the Knicks worth? What are the Lakers worth? What are the Golden State Warriors worth at this point if the Suns are going for $4 billion? Let's take a look here and flip it over to the NFL. How about this? Jalen Hurts not ruled out yet for a Christmas Eve spectacular, Joe. One of two things is going to happen,
4: Donnie. Uh, people who rush to the window to bet the Cowboys on uh, this Hurts news are either going to uh, come out smelling and roses, looking like the smartest people in the world, or they're going to be very upset they just laid uh, five and a half with the Cowboys once Jalen Hurts is under center there uh, for this game. So uh, mixed signals here,
3: Donnie. Overreaction times usually
4: where we make money.
3: Exactly. Let's welcome in the radio audience here, Sirius XM Channel 159 mm-hmm. on the Sports Grid Network. You're listening and watching the early line, and it's Joe Ranieri and Donnie Wrightside. As we said, over the <laughs> next two hours, we are hitting the hottest topics in the business right now. The bowl business is big business, and the Mac yesterday, mm-hmm. hey, rise up, Mac. 21-19, to the Toledo Rockets take down the Liberty Flames. Liberty ends the season losing their top running back, losing their coach, and losing mm-hmm. their final bowl game here, Joe Ranieri.
4: Yeah, four straight to end the year. Uh, not good, uh, but it, it got exciting there in the second half because that was like watching paint dry in Boca Raton last night. But <laughs> they ended up coming back. It was a, it was a good finish, and uh, kudos to Toledo and the Mac for getting it done.
3: How about this? The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Another Mac team, Eastern Michigan 41, San Jose State 27. The potatoes and the French fries were dumped on the winning head coach here for EMU. Yes, I mean, who doesn't love a good
4: uh, potato dump there? Uh, But I will say this. uh, We we say
3: wrong team favored a lot. The wrong team was favored in that game. Big time. There you go. EMU stepping up to the gate. How about the New York Knicks? 132 points on the board, which is an easy victory Mm. over the Golden State Warriors. The streaking New York Knicks. How about it?
4: Yeah, the I mean, there's gotta you gotta check what's going on. Uh, the ying and the Yang. like, what is going on in the universe that the Knicks have now rattled off eight
3: wins? And Donnie, by playing some defense, what is going on here? My goodness. By the way, they also said uh, Thibodeau actually sat down for the first time like three years during the game yesterday. So that's so you know how comfortable <laughs> yes. it was. A victory exactly. for the Knicks. By the way, the past couple <laughs> Wednesdays we've been bringing up a hockey topic here and there, and it's usually like, "Wow, Joe, can you believe the Devils?" Well, I think the last time we spoke a couple weeks ago on the Devils, they were on a winning streak. Now they're on a losing streak as they dropped their sixth in a row last night, the Carolina Hurricanes, four to one over the Devils. What happened?
4: Yeah. Back to life. Back to <laughs> reality. That's exactly what you got yeah. going there, Devils. Yeah. Welcome back to welcome back to reality. <laughs>
3: My, My goodness, goodness. the Devils riding high now back to where they were supposed mm. to be to begin the season. But how about this? The NBA action was hot on a Tuesday night. Keep the dial right here.
2: We're going to take it to the NBA. We'll be right back. Mm.
5: <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reeses, you did it! You stumped this charming devil!
3: Alright, let's talk some NBA action from Tuesday night. Now, granted, the NBA is kind of interesting here. You say load up one night, take it a little bit easier the next night. Tonight, we have a huge Wednesday night basketball card, which we'll get to a little bit later in the show, but there were some things that went down last night. We're going to start with the Jazz and the Pistons here. 126-111 final. Laurie Markkinen drops 38 points in the victory for the Utah Jazz over the Pistons. Now, the Pistons dropped to 8-25, and 4-12 and in the season. I always joke, Joe, that the NBA season really doesn't start until Christmas Day, but it looks like the Pistons Mm -hmm. said, yeah, by the way, the season will never start for us at this point. We're just looking to get draft picks, injuries to number one overall picks that you've had in the previous few years. And now it looks like the Pistons Mm -hmm. are basically dead on arrival. The Jazz, one of those teams in question to open the season, 18 and 16 now on the season and fighting for a playoff spot here as we enter or get close to the new year here any ideas here on the pistons cuz we always try to turn this over it's like handicapping right how do you even approach yep. the pistons on a night to night basis
4: yeah um well listen it's all about the um you know the bringing along of the young players i mean the fact that jay nivy had 30 last night is impressive no cade cunningham unfortunately for them this year so this is about development this year Sadly, but that's uh, I know there's no tanking in the NBA, Donnie, but let's be realistic. If you got Jaden Ivey, uh, Jalen Duran, you've got a bunch of young guys on this team. This is they got to get their, uh, you know, their legs underneath them here. And this is the season that's going to happen. But there is a big question mark uh, with their future there in uh, Cade Cunningham. Hopefully the surgery goes well. And next year we can really start talking about these guys making a push to make the playoffs. But this year, it's all about development.
3: Yeah, it's pretty crazy like in the NBA like you can have that quick turnaround like sometimes you see it in hockey mm-hmm. but more in the NFL because it's year to year there is a hard salary cap there you get better draft picks here and say so, you mm-hmm. know what in a year to two you can flip it around it just seems like some of these teams have been restarting since like their championship years in the mid2000s under Larry Brown we'll see what happens for the Pistons but mm. looks like another dark season there at little Caesars arena in Detroit Bulls Oof. and the heat how about this one 113 103 final the Bulls go on the road and take down the Miami the heat the Bulls Bulls improving, if that's what you want to call it, to 12 and 18 on the season. The Heat now, with once again a 500 record, it seems like they just can't get out of their way. Win a couple games, drop some, stay at 500. Are the Miami Heat, once we start Christmas Day, going to kick it into gear? Or is this what we can anticipate here the rest of the way? A 500 Heat team? Didn't see that coming. Listen, another different starting
4: lineup last night, I believe the 12th of the year. Uh, Jimmy Butler has missed 12 of the last 24. It's like you, there's just no continuity here, uh, Donnie, for this Miami team. And for Chicago, apparently, they just love playing in Miami. Uh, It's their second win in Miami this season. And it appears that the Miami is the only team they have any success in because they had a four-game losing streak going into that game last night. Uh, they're yelling at one another. There's turmoil in the uh, locker room. But all is well when you take a trip to South Beach and uh, and beat the Miami Heat, which uh, is what the Bulls did. We'll see if they can, uh, you know, turn this thing around here. But a 30-7 to run in that game early on was pretty much the difference in it.
3: Yeah, Bulls improving to five and eleven on the road. The Miami Heat there were nine and six coming into that game on their home court. Now dropped to nine and seven. Maybe the game of the night here, at least from a Knicks perspective. You're eighteen and thirteen on the season, running hot, eight and seven at home. That was a one thirty two to ninety four victory over the world champion Golden State Warriors. Now, if you're taking a look from a Warriors perspective, sure, they didn't have Steph Curry but you still have playmakers out there. And the thing I always like to bring up too is forget about the Warriors three and 15 on the road this season, which is absolutely unheard of for a team with that much talent. But it always gets back to me for like Draymond green. We talked about like, I want to be a max player. I'm a difference maker. Mm -hmm. I'm a hall of famer here. But yet when you have guys like Steph Curry, not there like Draymond green pulls up with seven points and you say like, what is the absolute deal here now? Moving forward again, there's a long way left in the NBA season. And if you told me right now, Joe, the Warriors would make it into the playoffs, be completely healthy, but be the seventh seed, there's a legitimate chance they can make a run and win a world championship again. But having said that, you just can't say, let's get to the playoffs. Because if you're that bad, talking about you're just sneaking in, you're going to have more road games, Joe, than home games. 3-15 and on the season. Doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon there either.
4: No. It's not. In fact, uh, it was an interesting stat. I believe uh, Kavon Looney w- is the only Golden State Warrior to start all 32 games this season. Um, you also have Jordan Poole, who's actually appeared in all 32 games, but he's only started in half of them. So, um, the continuity, we know tonight, Brooklyn, uh, they're not going to have, uh, you know, Mr. Clay Thompson here on a back-to-back. So, I don't mm. see things getting any better anytime soon, unfortunately, unless these young guys all of a sudden, uh, you know, grow up in front of us really quick and uh, are able to steady the ship. It it could be a very long uh, first half of this season here for the Golden State Warriors.
3: No, it certainly can. And also, when you take a look at it too, they do have about a 2-week stretch show after the holidays, or should I say yeah. after Christmas, that they're going to be home, maybe they can write the ship because obviously they can't right. get it done on the road, but it seems like this team is only going to go as far as Steph Curry shoots them here because if you still have a lineup with Clay Thompson, there, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green and you still can't compete on the road, something is up at this point. We'll see if the Warriors end up making a move here around the trade deadline also. Warriors, how about this in a stunner? 113-110 over the Suns. Devin Booker sits this one out. DeAndre Ayton's 30 and- 13 wasn't enough as Kyle Kuzma paced the Wizards here with a 29 6 and 6 night nice little upset there for the Wizards on the road and again they came into the game only 3 wins on the road they improved to 4 wins on the road now
4: yeah and it was uh, good i mean they got their full compliment uh, back you know when Brad uh when you got Beal back in the lineup he drops 27 he only had like 2 in the first half it was hilarious we're like okay welcome back Bradley Beal you anytime you want to start playing uh, he picked it up in the uh, second half there, and he was a big part of that uh, that resurgence there late in the game in order to be able. Him and Kuzma uh, was pretty impressive uh, there on a tough place to play in Phoenix, even though there was no Devin Booker. I mean, the Wizards came in, what, losing nine, ten in a row? It has not yeah. been good for them. Finally a little bit healthier, getting Bradley Beal back in there and winning a game on the road.
3: That's big for them. And by the way, I thought there was, a, isn't there like a uh, teams are 7-0 and straight up and against the spread when their team gets sold and everybody gets happy? up oh, didn't look yeah. like the players were all too happy no. there at the sale. So there goes down that trend there. So wipe that trend off. But how about this trend? <laughs> Nikola Jokic is really good. And he had another triple-double last night. 13-13-13 in a 105-91 win over the Grizzlies. John Moran had 35 and 10. You've told me before the game, by the way, John Moran's going for 35 and 10. Chalk that up as at least a close game, if not a victory for Memphis. They got beat by double digits because Jokic is just that good, Joe.
4: Yeah, no, he's a uh, a beast, and Morant was the only guy who decided to show up last night for Memphis and play, um, which is why, because uh, it got towards the end, he was just like, give me the ball. Um, I mean, obviously, nobody else wants to make any buckets here, so where were you, Dylan Brooks, with your 11 points uh, and Clark? And yeah, it was not a good shooting night uh, for the uh, Memphis Grizz, but hey, when you've got Aaron Gordon dropping uh, 24, Bruce Brown 16, and Jokic only has to drop in 13 points. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty lethal uh Denver team with no Murray and no Porter. So
3: things might be looking up I love it, too, because, like, Jokic gets a triple-double mm-hmm. last night, 13-13-13. Like, oh, man, that's just not a good night, man. What, yeah. what happened to Jokic last night? Well, he only got a triple-double, which brings me over to the quick exactly. MVP market here mm-hmm. in the NBA. Giannis is a plus 250. Jason Tatum's a plus 250. Luka Doncic's 4-1. to one, And then Jokic comes in at 9-1. to one. Do you think this year, even if Jokic has a tremendous season, will there be a bias by the voters going, like, we can't give it to him again, Joe, can we?
4: Well, I mean, why not? He keeps delivering uh, the way he is delivering. Yeah, only he'll have some, you know, Jamal Murray. They can get Porter Jr. back. We're going to be talking about Denver in a different light. It ain't going to be all Jokic if they make a run for this.
3: Yeah, it be an interesting one to keep an eye on. But I got to tell you, there is a huge NBA card that Joe and I are going to dissect in the next segment. So you certainly Mm. don't want to miss that. Who's going to step up? Who's going to step down? Who's going to go over the total? Come on back and find out next with us. You're watching on a Wednesday morning on the early line, Sirius XM channel 159. And we got you covered here. And also some breaking news coming out of the NFL. It is sad news. I'm going to bring it to you next right here on the early line.
5: <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Stay back here on the early line on a Wednesday morning. This is the early line. Joe Ranieri and Donnie Wright's so had some breaking news, as we said before, and it looks like the Pittsburgh Steelers have lost one of the greats of all time, Franco Harris passed away last night at 72 years old, Joe. And they were set to have a huge, huge celebration on Christmas Eve. The final game of the night was to celebrate 50 years and Franco Harris and everything that rolls into it. A Jersey retirement. And he tragically passes away here.
4: Just absolutely uh, awful news here uh, to start the day. Uh, terribly sad for the uh, for everybody involved here. I mean, the celebrations, everyone was looking forward to that fiftieth anniversary, the retirement. Uh, we've seen him in a number of different uh, videos and interviews over the last couple of days too. Uh, and it's just shocking uh, to learn this this morning that um, that he passed away. 1,200, over 1,200 yards, four uh, for Super Bowl rings, uh, truly part of a generation where, you know, dynasties were, dynasties were happening, and uh, he was a part of uh, one of the greatest of all time. So, and I mean, even years after being in the NFL, right? I mean, we, Franco Harris was, even for anybody that didn't grow up in that era, uh, knew who Franco Harris was, very much... Part of the public eye, and for the Pittsburgh organization, and really an ambassador for the NFL. Um, so sad. Their uh, thoughts and prayers to the uh, to the family, and of course uh, the entire Pittsburgh Steeler organization and fan base. This was a this was a huge weekend coming up for
3: them. Yeah, certainly emotional night. It's really going Mm. to be on Saturday night here. Also, if you remember, Franco Harris was part of the Immaculate Reception, one of the greatest plays in NFL history. Oh, yeah, it was against the Raiders. And guess who was in town this Saturday night? You guessed it, the Las Vegas Raiders. So a sad time there in Pittsburgh. Certainly wanted to bring that Mm. up and let the people know there. Franco Harris passes away at 72 years old. Certainly a legend here. All right, let's get back to some sports environments here, try to lift the spirits of the people out here. The NBA card tonight, Joe, certainly has a lot to offer tonight. And how about this? Why don't we start with this game? And that is the Bucs and the Cavaliers. Take out the Bucs, 22-8 and eight on the season, 8-5 and five on the road. The Cavaliers, 21-11. and 11. Now, we talked about some teams in the recap of Tuesday night, Joe, where they can't win home or away. But how about this? The Cavaliers mm-hmm. on their home court, fifth. And two. If we set the table for this one, slight favorite here for the Cavaliers at a minus two and a half price. The total, which opened up at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a 218, Joe, now down to 216 mm-hmm. and a half. Looks like all systems go Garland, Mitchell, Coro, Mobley, and Allen here for the Cavaliers. And then for the Milwaukee Bucks, Holiday, Beauchamp, Allen, Antetokounmpo, and Lopez. We're ready for battle tonight
4: yeah uh absolutely uh ready uh for battle here and we're gonna uh, it's gonna be an interesting uh game here two powerhouses in the Eastern Conference uh a game I think Donnie, separating them 22 wins yeah. for Milwaukee 21 for Cleveland yeah. um interesting the the total in this one because when we think Cleveland now uh we're starting to think unders here a little bit more starting to creep these games under the 220 mark I think we're at that 216 and a half, 217 mark. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can slow down uh, the Greek freak here. Um, I wouldn't go against any of those prop bets uh, with Giannis here tonight because something tells me in these types of games, you want to have tickets on Giannis going over just about everything.
3: Yeah, it looks like Giannis on the FanDuel Sportsbook, 29 and a half is his points prop. Donovan Mitchell Ooh. here for the Cavaliers, 26 and a half. And he's certainly been able to stroke the three-point shot. Should be a good one there in Cleveland. Mm. I don't know how good this game is, but maybe we do have an angle on it. Well, the Detroit Pistons lost yesterday, and now they're on a back-to-back mm. in the city of brotherly love to take on those Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid certainly on a hot streak. Look at this. Like he didn't win the MVP last year, right? So he goes, all right, let me go out this year and average 33, 10 and 5 a game. Now, the Pistons, as we said, not a very good team overall, but only 4-13 and 13 on the road. The Sixers, however, because we're not just picking straight-up games, Joe. They're 11.5-point favorites in this one, a a half total listed in this one. We do anticipate Joel Embiid to be out there along with James Harden as the Sixers wait on Tyrese Maxey, who still seems to be a few weeks away. Hayes, Ivy Bogdanovich, Stewart, and Durin for the Pistons. Can the Pistons hang around in Philadelphia where the Sixers wipe them off the court?
4: Well, I mean, that's where you want to back Philly, isn't it? At home, ten and one in the last eleven, um, and and Tobias Harris has just been absolutely on fire from uh, from deep. A uh, couple of that in there with, uh, and that was a tough win against Toronto a couple of nights ago that went to overtime. Uh, Toronto, for whatever reason, just gives them all sorts of fits, but uh, maybe a little bit easier time tonight with the Detroit Pistons. It'll be interesting. Can Jaden Ivey? now follow that up last night that big 30-point uh, performance here uh, for the Pistons can he follow that up here back to back uh, he is a rookie a lot of people were very high on coming into this year I thought he was uh, I thought he was going to be able to make a mark could he exist with Cade Cunningham was the big question but guess what Cade's not here so it's going yeah. to be Jaden Ivey's team let's see how he does here tonight against uh, against the big man there Joel Embiid in his own house
3: yeah, Joel Embiid's points prop tonight here. Healthy, Joe, at 31.5 at the mm. FanDuel Sportsbook at a minus 120 price. So, let's see people firing. It's one of those interesting ones, too. Like, how much are you going to be up in the fourth quarter if you are? Does Joel Embiid need that fourth quarter? But probably if they're up market enough to be in the fourth quarter, 20 points, he probably had a big night as is. We'll see what the big man does provide here for the Philadelphia 76ers. Pacers, Celtics tonight. Well, the the said not really an mm. interesting game, right? 15-6 and six overall for the Pacers. The Celtics, 22-9. and nine. But... This is a Celtics team about a week and a half ago was looking a lot better than what they are now. Losers of four of five games coming into this one, but they are a double-digit favorite as well, just like we talked about the Sixers over the Pistons. Minus 10 in this game, a healthy total, listed at 232.5. Celtics look full go tonight. Smart, white, brown, Tatum, and Horford ready to go. Did the Celtics say, you know what? Christmas is coming earlier. The season starts now. Or are we looking at still this malaise over the past week and a half?
4: Yeah, if there was ever an over to be bet here today, guys, oh. it would be uh, in this nice. game. I will say this though: I mean, part of their struggles here recently, although they got uh, Robert Williams the third back, right? So they're going to slowly work him back into it, which means defensively they should be getting uh, a little bit better. But. Um, I don't think they're they're hitting less than 30% from three in the last four to five games, Donnie, which is a problem for a team that can just say, hey, we're going to drop 125 on you, and it really doesn't matter. Um, if those threes aren't falling and they're having a hard time, get, then they weren't really able, especially with Tatum out the last couple, they weren't able to manufacture anything inside the paint. So we'll see. If those shots start to fall again... Yeah, the points are coming tonight against the Pacers. And
3: we'll see if they come up in this next game here because the Warriors and their three and fifteen mm. streak here, eighteen games on the season, they've won three on the road, which is incredible. And guess what? Tonight they're double digit favorites. No, 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 they're double digit dogs again. That's the Warriors and the Nets tonight. By the way, the Nets quieting the waters, as I like to say, Joe. All that turmoil on the offseason season and to start the season. Putting together something special. Let's see 19 and 12 in the season, 10 and 5 at home. Ben Simmons is playing. Durant's playing like the best player in the world. Kyrie Irving chipping in, even with game winning shots. If we look at the game tonight overall, the Warriors getting 11 and a half points in this one. Now, if you look at the starting mm-hmm. lineups, the Warriors, as we said, Joe, have won three games on the road. I don't know if it improves tonight. Poole, DiVincenzo, Moody Green, and Looney will be your starting lineup tonight to take on Irving, Durant, and Ben Simmons. What gives you for the Warriors, or is this just another whitewashing there in Brooklyn tonight?
4: No, well, I mean, you know, no Clay Thompson tonight again, so uh, the second of a back-to-back, and not going to have that. Uh, still, you know, Wiggins obviously means a ton to this team, as well as we know Steph Curry. Uh, But this is a Golden State team that is just going to try and minimize the damage here and get home, because you mentioned it, Donnie, they have uh, quite a homestand coming up after the holidays, and maybe they can lick their wounds and get it back on track. But this is not a team right now that uh, I think they're going to have any success against, although they're not blowing anybody out. Have you noticed this team now all of a sudden is figuring out ways to come back? Um, they've been down multiple double digits in the last four games here, Donnie, on this six-game streak. And going into the second half, they got to make up, you know, 10 points, 11 points. And what do they do? Yeah, they end up winning games and winning games late uh, because of that. Uh, those two guys. What is it, Durant and uh, what's the other guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Kyrie on the court. Yeah, the big two. Uh, not a good night here in store for the Golden State Warriors.
3: By the way, good night's in store for the New York City metro area here. And why do we say Mm. that? Well, the Nets are good. The Knicks are good. Both football teams in the playoff hunt as we talk about the Raptors and the Knicks back-to-backs here for the Knicks. Julius Randle in the season, 22 points a game, close to 10 rebounds and four assists, giving you exactly what you need. The Knicks, 18-13 and on the season. The Raptors, put them in the mirror, 13-8 and on the season. The Knicks, a slight favorite tonight in the Garden with a total of 217.5. Your thoughts on the Knicks-Raptors tonight, Joe?
4: dangerous toronto team uh you know they uh coming off we just mentioned the other night overtime loss to a uh, philadelphia hard uh hard fought but that's six losses in a row i believe for toronto so this is um this is unfortunate for them because they're walking into a buzzsaw here with the red hot new york knicks uh they got a trip but toronto to me is is dangerous at any uh in any game at any moment because of their length and athleticism Let's see if they can uh, turn the ship around here against the Knicks. They're going to have their hands full tonight for sure.
3: Yeah, good times in the garden here. Brunson, that key mm. free agent signing over the summer has turned out to be absolutely tremendous Ooh. for them, improving the culture, improving the scoring, the assist, everything around the Knicks. We'll see if they can make a run into the playoffs. The thing's certainly trending up in the right direction. And I guess, as I teased it, for every single New York team here, whether it be football or basketball, but coming up next, we got to get you guys caught up with the NFL. There is so many stories that are going around and mm. storylines that we need to get out to you. So make sure you keep the dial right here on SiriusXM on Channel 159, right here on the Sports Grid Network. It's Joe Ranieri. It's Donnie Wrightside.
2: We are here to bring you the Boom. info you need. So make sure you stay tuned. We'll be right back.
5: <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, Reese. you did it you stumped this charming devil
3: and we are back at it here on the early line Series XM channel 159 on the sports grid network Joe Ranieri Donnie writes out on this Wednesday morning bringing all the hot topics to you and let's get to the NFL we're going to talk a little bit about the Baltimore Ravens. We're still waiting here, Joe, on when mm. we're going to see former MVP Lamar Jackson back on the gridiron. But my goodness, is he rushing back to take on this Herculean effort, it looks like now, to actually win at the AFC North with the wide receivers that he will be provided? If I'm looking at the depth chart, Joe, for those Baltimore Oof. Ravens, Demarcus Robinson, Deshaun Jackson, James Prochet, and the newly acquired Sammy Watkins. How about it, Joe? What do you think? Mm. Uh, it sounds like uh, it sounds
4: like they raided the unemployment line. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> um, I, I do not understand, Donnie. Um, listen, the Ravens aren't going to win passing the ball anyway. They're going to they're going to win because they have a lot of success running the ball and an occasional threat to their tight end. Uh, on the seam uh, is good enough. At least it has been good enough to this particular point. Uh, But that defense is, uh, I I expected more from that defense. Um, They are going to have to, down this stretch, Donnie, they're going to have to, even if Lamar's not 100%, right? That defense is going to have to, especially against the Atlanta Falcons, they're going to have to show, they can't let uh, Atlanta run the ball down their throat like uh, Atlanta loves to do, so... Uh, This defense has got to step up here down the final weeks and secure the spot and uh, give Cincinnati a run for the money. If the defense falters, they're
3: going to be in trouble, this Ravens team. Yeah, by the way, maybe the Ravens here, Joe, are way ahead of the curve because apparently this mm. weekend we're going to turn into Antarctica. Maybe that's going to be all the way through the yes. Super Bowl where nobody can pass the football and you just have to run because obviously, as we know, even with Huntley, a quarterback, you still do have a decent yeah. running game with J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and yeah. Justice Hill. It'll be nice to get the MVP back, but when he comes back, Boy, it's nice to throw to some really good wide receivers that just don't have any. And if you saw that uh, tweet that we posted up there at DuVernay, you can't even get a break here in practice where it looks like guys are getting devastating injuries here for those Mm -hmm. Baltimore Ravens. So something to keep an eye on. They're still in the mix. And if you can get Lamar Jackson back healthy, you know, you might be able to make a playoff run here, but certainly it's going to be on his shoulders and his shoulders alone after the last performance we saw without him where they put up three points in him. When you have games, Joe Ranieri, where your all-world kicker is not making field goals, you know it's going downhill yeah. there in Baltimore, right?
4: Yeah, well, not you good. got some some suspect uh, decisions <laughs> about not allowing the world's greatest kicker to go out and put points yeah. on the board. Instead, you, see, you feel the need to go for it uh, every time you get a fourth down in any sort of 50-yard field goal. And I'll say this, too. The Ravens, by the way, they haven't won or covered a home game since November. Of last year, that's eight Incredible. games in a row now. They have not been, a, I mean, that's inexcusable as far as I'm concerned. So, um, not a great home team, uh, guys. One in five against the number this year. Uh, I'd be a little hesitant about backing anything Ravens here, especially at home and especially as a favorite.
3: Let's talk Twitter doctors here, Joe Ranieri, <laughs> which I think I am a very good Twitter doctor. You probably as well. Mm. But on Monday afternoon there were a lot of points moving in a lot of different directions and odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win MVP were flying for Patrick Mahomes. The mm-hmm. reason being, I guess Jalen Hurts was supposed to be out for the season, a broken body. Forget about a broken arm, a broken shoulder, a broken body. But it turns out we just saw Jalen Hurts at a press conference yesterday and also head coach Nick Sirianni say, oh, hold on, he quick. He might play this Saturday. All hope is not lost. And they asked Jalen Hurts, how do you feel? I feel good. Like, I could throw the football right now. Uh Uh-oh. Did we Mm overjump on this one? And your thought process here on what we might anticipate Saturday, Christmas Eve, versus the Dallas Cowboys and Jalen Hurts? yeah so
4: I, to me there's only one way to play this game and that's take take the points uh guys there is uh the idea that this went from a uh minus what uh minus one maybe uh to all the way to yep. minus six at one point for dallas uh you're yep. telling me jalen hurts is a five point miss uh no uh, not buying it there at all. I do think uh, Minshew is more than capable. Like any good backup quarterback, um, y- you need them to cover two games, right? If you have a backup yeah. quarterback that is capable of going out, starting two games, and holding it down, right, and until the other guy gets back, then you're, you're golden. And I think Minshew's more than capable of being able to do that. We know you can attack this uh, Cowboys uh, team by not only running the ball, but there are some holes in that secondary, uh, and Trevor Lawrence showed us there. So Minshew can throw it. He can run it. Uh, they'll be able to run it. The idea that you want to give me five and a half, six points here, I, I'll take them all day long because don't be surprised if all of a sudden we turn that game on and guess what? There, There's Jalen
3: Hurts under center. Then what are you going to do? be incredible, too. Dallas Goddard uh, activated off the IR, so getting one of the better tight ends back. So a full yes. complement of weapons here for Gardner Minshew this weekend. And so many times we talk about, like, oh, it's going to be really cold, rainy, and ridiculously windy, and Dallas plays in a dome. So the environment should be good for scoring down there. We'll see what the Eagles can provide. And keep in mind also, hmm. Gardner Minshew started two games last year, one with starters on the road against the Jets, where he was tremendous, yep. and one against the Dallas Cowboys, which they got blown out. But... No starters playing there, along with Gardner-Mitchew and the Philadelphia Eagles. Something to keep an eye on. Here's another thing to keep an eye on. And we'll keep with the Dallas Cowboys. The question is, are we done with OBJ yet? The question I, I've been done with this for so long, I can't even understand it. But I guess Jerry Jones knows the circus is in town and he just likes to keep on feeding the elephants. Hey, Jerry, what do you think about OBJ? Well, you know what? Eh, it looks like we can sign him in the next day. Well, it looks like time's running out. How about the following day? You never know if we make a Super Bowl run. Are we done? Or should I say Joe Ranieri? Are you done with Odell Beckham Jr. News and Notes.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's past the point of, uh, of <laughs> helping anybody right now. I mean, this doesn't do anybody any good. If he was capable, Donnie, if he was capable of making a difference for the Cowboys, w- would he not yeah. already be signed? Of all the teams uh, to throw money out of it and not care just in order to have a, a chance at winning, if uh, if Jerry and anybody thought he was a uh, an asset a secret asset at that to be able to push them over the hump to win a uh, super bowl he'd be on a team right now donnie especially dallas of all teams they would absolutely push all the chips in but they haven't so that's exactly where we're at um with odell beckham jr i don't know why everyone keeps bringing him up next year maybe absolutely but this year it's obvious he's not ready to play
3: No, he's not, because if he was, he'd probably be the highest paid player in the history of football because the Baltimore Ravens don't have anything at wide receiver. And they would love to have a talented wide up. But I think it's pretty clear where if you're trying to negotiate with football teams and going like, hey, by the way, I want my salary. But you know I'm not playing for it in the regular season. If you show up in the Super Bowl, I might play. That's worth a couple million. The teams like, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. We probably need to yeah. see you run a couple of slant patterns before we sign you to a big money deal. How about this one? Rodgers and the Packers. Are they going to keep playing here, Joe, until the wheels fall off? And how about Jordan Love? No matter what, he can never catch your Hey, the guy broke his thumb. So what, he's still playing. Hey, the Green Bay Packers stink all season long. So what, he's still playing. And it looks like now the door is being slightly cracked open for the Packers to possibly make a playoff run. Starts this weekend. Obviously, they have to continue their winning ways and beat the Miami Dolphins. I'm not sure they can do that. But is it good news for the Packers to keep letting Rodgers play? Because even if they win out, I saw, it's only a 68% chance that they get in. And they still have to win out by playing formidable opponents over the next couple weeks
4: well it's uh it's interesting uh because the uh the market certainly believes that they'll mm-hmm. have success against the dolphins uh this was five and a half monday night it's now four um so somebody a uh, group of people are certainly thinking that aaron Rodgers in miami Um, We'll have uh, some success here against uh, Tua and company. And listen, you can only control what you can control, right? And Aaron Rodgers seems to be having... I mean, that Monday night game, it was minus six, it looked like, right? You can see your breath, Donnie. There doesn't look... Even watching it, I was cold. And I'm going... But here's Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if it was the shrooms or what started to hit in, but he's smiling. He's having a good time. He's applauding guys. So maybe, just maybe, uh, the Packers at this time, you know, it's all about styles make fight, right? So maybe their style of football with the remaining games could cause teams some issues and win the games and let the chips fall where they may. I think that's where Aaron Rodgers is right now, Uh, but he's having more fun than he was, let's say, in week five, that's for sure.
3: No, it certainly was, because it looks like now he's saying that thumb is getting a lot better, but also some of the younger mm-hmm. rookie wide receivers getting on the same page. Well, not for that last play to Christian Watkins, which was going to be a walk-in touchdown. If he paid attention to the changing of the play, but that felt incomplete. Rodgers obviously not happy, but I got to say, the wide receiver position for the Green Bay Packers looking much, much better, Joe, than what it was in mm. hey, weeks three and four when Watson didn't remember the plays and also couldn't stay on the field and being injured, so we'll see if that goes yeah. up. But they do need a big win in Miami, which, keep in mind, too, it's not as if the Dolphins are like, hey, we're already in the playoffs. It's no big deal. They absolutely yeah. need that game as well, which we're going to talk about in our number two. Now, these are my favorite things to talk about, right? The Rams won the Super Bowl last year, running it back. Boy, who's going to stop the Rams again this year? Well, injuries basically stopped them right in their tracks, including Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. But having said that, the fastest – That a Super Bowl team has been eliminated, has been tied. The Rams did that along with the Denver Broncos from 1999. That's never a good look of what you want to look for. But also, Matthew Stafford said, you know what? Coming back next year. Oh, where did he do that? On the podium, Joe Erie? No. Did he go on ESPN and talk with Scott Van Pelt? Mm No, he didn't do that. The Wife's Podcast, which, by the way, is called The Morning After. It's got to be some sort of copyright infringement there with the grid, No. Thank you. Yeah, I was I was wondering, where are you,
4: Cardano? Will you? All right. Call him up. Let's go. Get that going. Uh, I will also say this. Um, it, it's and I know it's a rough go. You win you win the Super Bowl trophy last yep. year, right? It's great. And now this year, yep. you started four different quarterbacks. Four. Um, and Stafford didn't look all that healthy to begin with when he was playing. So maybe this, you know, I still think he's got something in the tank, Donnie. And that's really the big question, right? It, does he have anything left or should he walk away from the game? We're getting close to that discussion with Stafford, but I still think if he's healthy, yes, they he'll be more than capable of, uh, of giving it a, uh, a go with the right weapons around him. I think, uh, yeah, if he comes back to the Rams, they can figure some things out. They'll have an opportunity. But if he's not healthy, and we're looking at a 60 70% Matt Stafford because of mm. this, uh, because of the shoulder and everything else, then what are you doing, dude? At this point, you got the trophy.
3: Just walk away. Yeah, by the way, the last couple of games here for the Rams should be interesting for them to even put mm. together a team. Skoranek went down. Who You thought, like, well, who the heck is that? Well, that was one of their starting wide receivers. That's how far they went well, yes. down the depth chart. But the question also is, it takes a lot out of you to win a Super Bowl, as we saw. There were a lot of players on that team contemplating, including the coach, retirement. And maybe they didn't put yep. in that honest effort in the offseason. It was too draining to get ready. Everybody got paid and is happy. And maybe they could run it back next year. But also, I want to bring up a big question. They just signed Matthew Stafford to a massive extension. This isn't as Matthew yep. Stafford came into the season with elbow problems already. Now the spinal contusion. This isn't one of those that's yep. looking on the up and up like, oh, he's definitely going to be playing and playing well next year. Yeah, well, then that's
4: the big question. And only he'll know that, right? I mean, what what are you yep. risking here? You, what are you chasing? You already got it, right? That was the whole yep. point that you left Detroit to begin with. So if he is 100%, right, and everything heals up, I, you know, then I wouldn't mind him under center if I'm a Rams fan saying, all right, let's give this thing one final roll.
3: Yeah, it's amazing how the team falls apart. Forget it, Matthew Stafford, but losing Cooper Cup out here, how valuable he is. Yeah. I don't know, a 2,000-yard wide receiver, keeping your offense moving up and down the field. Maybe the Rams have a better shot at it next year. Mm-hmm. We'll certainly find out. But it's time to go bowling. It's the most wonderful yeah. time of the year. Make sure you stick around. We'll be right back here on the Early Line, right here on the Sports Grid Network. segment of hour number one before we flip it over to our number two time does move faster but also as we joked this is the best time of the year why so many sporting events going on including we're going to get another bowl game tonight the R&L carriers New Orleans Bowl that's the Western Kentucky mm. Hilltoppers coming into this one Joe at eight and five and how about the South Alabama Jaguars 10 and two on the season a group of five team here plays 12 games and wins 10 sign me up for this one and also if you look at the Jaguars you're coming in red hot. The only loss that they basically Mm -hmm. had over the past two months was to Troy. And oh yeah, Troy won 12 games. But also, looking at the spread itself, if we set the table for this one, South Alabama opened up at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a minus 2.5 price. They now sit at minus 4.5. The total. 64.5, 64 and a half now down to 57 and a half we know south alabama is taking on a lot of money is this one where we say hot team how do you handle that in a bowl game going up against a team that nobody's really looking to win in western kentucky give me some thoughts tonight on this bowl game joe
4: well, it's going to be real uh, interesting uh, here because this kid, Austin Reed, uh, he can throw mm-hmm. the ball all over the yard. I mean, this is going to be a, one team loves to run. Another team loves to throw it. Uh, maybe ultimately at the end of the day, who cares who wins it? Just give me the over. Uh, at this particular point, because I think it, uh, I think it's going to be a, a, a fun game here. I know a lot of people think South Alabama is going to be able to have their well, uh, way. They're a more well-rounded team, but that kid Reed, if you if you watch him throw this year, Donnie, my, there isn't a throw he can't make. Um, you know, top five in just about every statistical category. And they're never, he's going to be able to throw his his way around there and Western Kentucky can stay in this game. So it's going to be interesting. I, I prefer the over, if anything.
3: Yeah, in a dome, so we're not actually worried about if there's going to be any weather conditions sweeping across the nation. And also, you take a look at a 4,200-yard passer, a 1,000-yard rusher, and a guy close to 1,200 yards receiving will be in this game. So maybe there are some fireworks, but that opening line dropping lower and lower. We'll see if we get points Mm -hmm. tonight, we're going to head into hour number two, talk a little college basketball. Who says no? Join us, hour number two, coming up next.